Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Nila Farr Kiarostami, also known as Freakland Mama, is an intuitive artist who creates abstract, expressionist, cubist, and psychedelic art. She is also an architect and landscape designer. When Nila Farr creates art, she allows contrary energies to flow through her and take shape in her artwork. The result is interconnected and interdependent complementary shapes. The shapes become truly unique characters with stories, and she is their creator and mother, which by default, it makes sense that she goes by the name Freakland Mama. And with that, Giancarlo and I welcome Freakland Mama to the space. Oh, wow. I'm so impressed, Jennifer. Thank you so yeah. much. Giancarlo, go on. No, no, no. No worries. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Jenny always does the, the best introductions by far. She's, she's amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I, I heard the other introductions she made for other artists in this space, and I really love it. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, hi again to everyone that joined. I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you. Um, I'm Nilufar. <laughs> and yeah, as Jennifer said, um, I'm Freakland Momo because it's like Freakland is, is somehow where I think I was born again when Freakland started for me a few years ago. So. And do you want me to to go on that? Uh, well, yeah. So, so yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Let me let me give some some guidance there. So, so let's do this. Uh, let's start off. Like, if you can take maybe like three to five minutes, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know who you are, your story, and how you got to uh, into Web three. Of course. Um, so um, I'm I'm an artist and also an architect, landscape designer. I'm Iranian and. Um, Right now, I'm living in Italy because I've been doing my second master's here um, in landscape design. Um, so that three here for me started somehow with my immigration time, the same time somehow that I joined here probably a few months after. I joined the NFT space in December 21. Yeah, it was the end of 21. But I was always doing art because to me, art is a way of um, expressing myself, a way of uh, expressing my feelings and getting connected to to the world around me. Because um, as, as many artists I know, it's like meditation. And um, I remember myself as a kid. I don't remember like as long as I remember. I loved to make art, to play with colors. And I have an aunt, she's also an architect, and she was always there um, to teach me something if I needed to. You know, I was so curious and I was so fascinated 
by making things, creating. Creating makes me feel happier. It's like um, I, I, I can uh, express myself because I'm also an introvert person. So to me, um, my way of expression is my art mostly. I don't speak much. <laughs> it's, it's like whenever I wanted as a kid to gift someone something from the very, very uh, little I was, I used to draw something, make craft. Uh, I, used, I, I always tried to make the things I needed by myself because uh, or the gifts I wanted to, te- to, to give because I just feel like this is something that's really coming from within me, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was then I started to, um, you know, um, study architecture. And there was a time that I wasn't doing like art in that sense. It was more architecture and it was more limited for me. So I drew back to, to creating art. And uh, during the quarantine time, as we all feel that, you know, we all felt those days, I had the very dark days and um, I started to do meditation, to get more connected to the world, to, to this energy that's connecting all of us together. And um, because I had so much quality time and alone time with myself to just think, to to get connected. And this freakland came. Like <laughs> it was when uh, I, I realized that I found something that's really unique uh, for myself. Uh, like I found my style because I was doing art for many years, uh, mostly as a hobby. I never saw it as a way, as a business or something that I want to make money of. I had no idea about that because even in my family they told me to study <laughs> mathematics in school because I was good in it um, and art you can do it like uh, as a hobby they told me so um, <laughs> that was how I found it I found freakland it was freaky to me because those shapes and lines that I create intuitively it's like I just let myself free. I just don't care. Um, to me, it's like there is no mistake for me <laughs> when I'm creating art. It's just expression. It's just feeling. It's just getting connected to this energy. So when I create something, it 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 really expresses that. That's interconnectedness. Those characters are used many eyes, many many eyes, because to me, eyes are the doors to the soul, and I. Sh- Show the emotions through the eyes and these characters and stories that are talking with me first. But I also want to um, show them to the world. I want to show it to everyone that I get to see or I get to talk that this is it. We are all connected. We are all creating this big, this wholeness that um, this world. And we just have to spread the love because whatever we give, we get that back. So first Freakland was black and white. <laughs> if you go to my website, I didn't, they are not as NFTs yet because I'm thinking to <laughs> maybe apply for super rare with them. But Freakland was a black and white 
totally black and white collection and it's still ongoing it's something that i do it's like i do with my hand and there are like maybe hundreds of characters in different scales different angles different stories you can find in them and um and it's the idea of also yin and yang because the world is not dark or light it's both of those energies you know we cannot ignore the darkness or the light they are both working together so we have to remember that if something bad happens if there are dark things or negative things there are also good things and as we do them as we do good more as we spread love more we get connected to that level of energy so i want to share it i i'm trying to find this balance myself i'm not saying that i'm a person that's always happy and you know <laughs> inspire i have many dark days and that's why because th that's why i create and want to share that message um so till now i think i talked a lot so i want to be <laughs> no but i love it i love you know yeah yeah i, lo I love hearing the, the story and there's a lot of elements of things that you touched on that i think you know are common with what I, you know my story and and things I've heard other people, um, you know, and especially like with art being kind of like meditation and a way to connect, you know, with the with the world and this this energy and you know, getting getting that message from your family about art being a hobby and maybe and you're not even realizing that it could be something that you could um, pursue as like a business, a career, but then you know, discovering that. And it's funny, I've seen a lot of commonality with people, like especially during those COVID dark days, you know, like that during a, a period of, of like discovery and, and, and tapping into to like a creative side. So no, I've, I loved hearing all, all the story. And funny enough, when I was um, younger, I, I actually had wanted to be an architect myself. Um, so I was either between like artist and architect. Um, and I really looked up to like some arch uh, architects as well, but then I ended up, um, you know, kind of like not pursuing that, that type of career, but I even looked at some of your like architecture stuff and your landscape design and thought it was bad. It just, it's even, I, I actually consider that art as well. I think it's beautiful. Some of the, the stuff you've, uh, you've created there and, um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just such a, a big fan of your, your art and, 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 and how, um, how expressive it is. And I like what you said too, about like that when you create stuff, you, it's just, you know, there's no mistakes, right. That you just kind of create and allow your, you know, things just to kind of flow and, and, and happen as they, um, you know, as, as you bring, you know, bring them into creation. So yeah, so I loved hearing all about that. And also the, the whole yin yang thing and the balance, I think that's, uh, it's so true. and so important. So that's, that's really cool. Thank you so much, uh, Giancarlo. Yes. Um, I can I can show you Freakland in one of my comments, so you get the idea of what I was talking about. This bad. sure, yeah. Feel free to um, to put put it down there. Yeah, and I know we were going to get into that a little bit too, but um, and but before we dived into that, there was actually two things I wanted to learn a little bit more about you and your story. Um, I think the first one was, um, you know, how did you actually get into or find out about like the whole Web three space, right? So I know you mentioned like, yeah, you you connected with this artistic side and you created Freakland. Um, and then eventually you came on to actually create and mint NFTs. So I was kind of curious, like how you discovered like Web3 and NFTs and all that. And the second part I was kind of interested in learning more about was your, um, 
experience growing up in Iran and how that might have maybe shaped your views on like art and self-expression? Great questions, Giancarlo. Um, before I proceed, I say hi to everyone that joined, um, all, all of my friends. And yes, um, about the Web3, I think I heard about it um, in the early 21. But I was in Iran that time because it was COVID time. Um, I started my master's uh, here in Italy in 2019. Uh, but I went back because I got married also. So I went back to Iran, but uh, then I had to remain because of COVID here. And um, in that time, I heard about NFTs and all the, um, like the news and it was so, so hype. But I couldn't join because from Iran, I had no idea how I can uh, create a wallet, how I can even charge the wallet. Because as you know, in Iran, uh, we don't have like um, this um, accessibility to the international banking system. So it, it, it was something I couldn't do. But when I came here, I started right after and I had um, a really amazing journey for sure. So many ups and downs. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, but the second question you ask, can you ask it? Sure, yeah, yeah. Because I have fish. No, no, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, yeah. So I was curious because you know, so I know you're you're originally from from Iran, and um, and you know, as you were mentioning, right? There's a, the culture there can be a bit more restrictive, and you know, and um, it's quite different, right, than than where you're living now in Italy or in the West. And so I was kind of curious, like how your experience was growing up there, and um, maybe how that helped, you know, in some ways maybe shaped your views on like art and self expression. If you could share a little bit more about that, yes. Um... There are a lot of things that I can say about your question because um, it is like growing up in Iran, I'm actually really happy to be Iranian too. I'm really proud and I'm, I have no problem with that. But for sure, um, I grew up in a family that they were so supportive, but of course, so controlling and overprotective family. So as a girl, um, it was really difficult for me always to to be able to even travel to where I wanted to even like I'm 34 now. <laughs> and um, till like three, four years ago, I was living with my family and, uh, you know, every little thing, it, it was really hard like I couldn't be myself I guess uh, even with my loved ones and um, in in Iran it's like um, as a woman you uh, there are a lot of things that um, tell you um, who how you should treat how how you should uh, everything is like defined for you so for me it was really difficult to find who am I Till till few years ago, I was I was kind of lost because um, I, I didn't have a clear idea who I want to be. Um, what is my um, what is my goal? Because um, even in our society, um, like my parents said, oh, it's tradition. You have to respect the tradition. You cannot <laughs> you cannot do this or. Even for my work, they, they, you know, they, they wanted to tell me how to do it. Um, so 
few years ago, I got to understand that <laughs> I have my own um, I have my own ideas about life. You know, I have I have to define who I want to be. I, I shouldn't care about what are the society uh, wanting me to do. Uh, I can be an artist or not. I can be anything I want. Of course, but it couldn't be happening when I was in Iran. I realized that I have to leave everything behind. Uh, even I love my family. I love Iran. I really, really miss Iran and my family. And I have to say, this past two years somehow has been so, so challenging for me. It's really difficult, um, especially in my age. I think um, I'm not that young. Um, so... There are for sure some uh, some things that matter to me that I, I still couldn't have here. I'm still not settled. So these are the things that I think has um, has uh, created difficulties for me. But I but also I think I've become strong um, in many ways, really in many ways. And I, I'm still learning and it's a process. Um, I cannot say I'm always happy. I, I'm, I'm uh, struggling a lot, but um, I think it's um, maybe it's necessary. Maybe if it wasn't uh, this way, I wouldn't be here or uh, I don't know. So I think whatever that happens to us probably is there to teach us something or to um, to make us a better person, probably. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for sure, for sure, uh, the part about being women, of course, uh, also affected me and my art, for sure. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, yeah, I mean, it can be so hard, you know, when you to move away from your family, especially if you're like, if you grew up with a um, very tight knit, you know, very supportive family, you know, that like moving away and, and being away from that can be very challenging, especially going to like a new country where you have to like, you know, make friends and all that again. I mean, it, it can be, um, it can be really tough. I, I had something kind of similar happen when I moved from like Colombia and South America to the U S it was, um, you know, both like language challenges, but then also, um, yeah, you know, just being away from like friends and people that you grew up with and family members you're very close to, um, can feel very isolating and all that. But, um, but I, I think it's, and I love when you were saying that, um, two things, right. That like one, you were able to come more to yourself, you know, and, 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 and own like your own ideas about who you were as a person, who you could be, right. As well as becoming strong. Right. I think, um, you know, so much of us have, you know, we have, I think all of us go through like, you know, times where we're feeling down or unhappy and all that. But I think as we, as we go through like difficulties and challenges in our life, I think those are the things that really help shape our character, and make us stronger and more resilient people, you know? So I think it's, you know, it's both, it's like that, like I said, like the, the yin and the yang. Right? So sometimes, you know, we need to have some of the, some of those like darker periods or those challenges or those lows to better appreciate and be, um, and be able to really see and embrace the light as well. So, so yeah, well, thank you so much for, for sharing some more of that, of that story and, and, um, and what it was like, you know, kind of growing up there and then your, your move to, um, to Italy where you're at now. Yes. Um, 
So did you ask a question? No, 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 no. I was just, just commenting on it. You know, I just, I just, uh, just kind of reflecting on what you said. But um, and maybe Jenny, you want to go ahead and ask the, the next question? Yeah, yeah, I do. And and before before I do, um, I just wanted to say that that was very moving. Thank you so much for um, sharing that with us. Um, I also can sort of echo that sentiment. I moved from New York to Florida. And um, when I did that, I, within like a year, had my son and really did not have the kind of support system that ideally I would have wanted. So I can really like feel what it is that you're um, saying as far as like where you are at your age in life and the things that you're thinking about. And um, I really believe in that saying that pressure makes diamonds, you know, so like Giancarlo said, sometimes um, the best of us comes through the worst situations and uh, just, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I also really believe that what is meant for you is really meant for you at the time that it is meant for you. Um, so just, you know, keep those thoughts in mind and keep doing your thing. Cause you're, you're doing awesome stuff. You're doing awesome things. Um, I wanted to, uh, bring up the fact that I visited your spatial gallery and it was amazing. I was in love with your spatial gallery, um, in your artist statement, which you have on your wall. And I want to share this with you guys so you could see how dope this is. I just pinned it up to the nest. So she has a self-portrait of herself to the left, and then she has her artist statement right on the wall in spatial. Um, and uh, you mentioned in the in the text um, that you were always into art since you were a kid, but you didn't start creating art intuitively until you were 30. Can you share how you began creating that way? And how it was that you connected to what you refer to as the yin and the yang energies? Of course, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you so much for your, um, how do we say? Sometimes English isn't also <laughs> But thank you so much for um, this question. Um, yes, uh, as I said, uh, during the quarantine time, I think, however... If I'm being honest with myself, I always created intuitively. I, I can say I'm an intuitive creator. I'm the kind of person that I mostly jump into the work. Like if I want to create uh, something or even sculpture, it's like when my ideas come, when I touch the material somehow. It's like when I touch the per paper and I get grab those um, colors or whatever, it's like I become creative. It's like I, I don't know. I feel like I... It's like my hands. I wrote something two years ago. It's like my hands become a bridge um, to these uh, stories, creatures, characters to um, cross uh, to the other side from their side. It's like they are living. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, in a parallel universe. I, that's why I also called it Krikla. And they come. So... Um, I was always creating intuitively, but um, Freakland, which is like my most, when I realize it's, I'm creating something which can um, really uh, define my art style, I was during the quarantine time, as I said, I was just <laughs> um, 
drawing something and I started to get free and that time I was doing meditation and um, something that really changed my life was um, Alan Watts um, he's like as many of you know him he, he was a philosopher and I'm so in love with um, his speeches I used to listen to them a lot and for many, many times because he really helped me uh, to realize, uh, because I always felt this energy, this wholeness that we have, that we are all connected. But I needed, like, I needed an external um, person, I don't know, something that proved that, that to me. Um, so I think it was a kind of... Um, I don't know what is the word, but it's like a transformation probably for me. Um, so in that time, I started to create free plan. And I think it's <laughs> it's not because I, I, I don't want to be a narcissist, but I think it's magical what's happening because sometimes I think I'm not creating it. They are coming from somewhere. I, I'm just um, like that bridge that are bringing them with my um with my, I don't know, pen or whatever. But I have to say when, when I'm doing it with pen, it's more real than when I do digital art because, I, I don't know, it's paper is different. So it happened on paper with um, fine line pens. And the paper was this, I always create on this uh, glossy papers, my freak land, the, the one that I showed you in the, in the pin tweet because it is so flu flu uh, fluid on the paper it, it doesn't disrupt you so I could just set myself free and my uh, pen just flows on the paper and I don't care and it's like I listen to the music and I go with the energy I have uh, even when I'm sad uh, I create art and I think all of those emotions are there still in all of those lines and uh, shapes and the characters are crazy you know because um, in different angles different um, scales um, they are there even before I create them I see them I see them on the paper uh, with few lines and then I start to add the details, uh, the eyes, and then more details, probably some body parts, um, a lot of details. I, I'm in love with nature, so I also add a lot of natural elements to that. <laughs> so that's why I called it Freak Lamp, because it was freaky. So how could all this come very, very um, crazy? Like, how can I draw an, a character and then I go back and see there is another character that I didn't meant to create, but it's there. It's like someone I know <laughs> or like an animal that <laughs> we all know. So that that's why. <laughs> so, yeah. Love that. Thank you so much uh, for sharing. Um, I wanted to ask about your eight-piece collection on OpenSea called Freakland Citizens. Each one of these, uh, they're whimsical. They're like these, these really fun characters, and they all have their own name and role in that world, like Observer, Mayor, um, which I think is genius, <laughs> because it kind of reads like a story. 
Have you ever thought about writing a story that includes all of those characters? Many times, Jennifer, many times. Uh, I actually <clears throat> um, wanted to start like a um, kid's book um, here in Italy, but I, I still haven't realized how I can go through the process of publication and everything here. Um, but yeah, I, I even wrote something for some of these characters. But the other problem I have is that I have many, sometimes I cannot just, I have many ideas, many characters, many different collections that sometimes it gets out of my hands because every day I'm creating a lot. It's like, I cannot say how many works that I never shared anywhere because I just <laughs> didn't find the time. Probably the thing that I've shared anywhere are roughly 5% of my whole work. But I, I, it's really interesting to me that you went through them. <laughs> Those are the, yes, they are more characters in that, uh, in that collection that I didn't, didn't put them there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I went through everything of yours. Like, I took a deep dive. I went down that rabbit hole, like Alice in Wonderland. I was fascinated. <laughs> um so that's exciting. I really hope that that happens. I know for sure I would love to own that and read, um, you know, your story with your characters to my kids. That would be super fun. Um, wanted to also ask you about two collections um, called Self-Expression uh, that I found. Uh, they are portraits which embody feelings and moments um, and experiences throughout life. And I know that it is meant to capture the self, like that, the self that exists in all of us. But I couldn't help but notice that a lot of them resemble you. They look like you. Are some of these abstract self-portraits inspired by you? Um, so uh, I, I start from the first, um, as you said. For sure. I don't know. Some people, even some of my family members tell me that some of them look like me, probably. Um, but to me, I don't want to do it, actually, because they are intuitive. But the three crazy thing that I want to share with you uh, is that sometimes I draw, draw these portraits and I see people that I know my family member, even people that I um, I don't interact with much, like uh, my landlord even, like I created portrait, then I realized it is exactly my landlord. Everyone, sub they confirm that, yeah, it's her. Like my grandma, different people, but I didn't intend. It's like it's in my subconscious mind. But um in that collection that you're saying, there is a piece, and I think it's the first piece that, um, yeah, I think that I created in that collection. It is. It was the first verse, and it really looks like one of the really good friends um, to me. I don't know if anyone would agree with me, but <laughs> some people agree that it looks like Mondois, and 
he collected five pieces from that collection, including that piece. And that was really crazy because I didn't know I was drawing him. I didn't even see him before. Um, <laughs> I saw him after I created the piece. So these things that make me like say, well, how it's like, it's magical. I don't know how they are <laughs> happening. <laughs> when you see them, they are portraits. Um, so in, in Maine, you may see one character, one main big character. But when you dig deeper, you see different characters and different uh, stories in, in each of them, many eyes, many, many things. And that's what I want to show, that we are all one. So it's like we are all one, but we are all connected. Um, so that's the main idea. <laughs> and... Um, they are so colorful because um, the eyes might be sad because to me, there are many, many depression and sadness sometimes. So there might be some of my emotions in those eyes that I probably make. But with the colors, I want to share hope and happiness. That's why I, I'm in love with colors. And mostly I wear colorful clothes. Even. <laughs> like I cannot live without colors. So I want to share that hope and happiness. I want to share like there might be darkness. There might be uh, sad days. and But still life can be beautiful there is hope we can we are limitless we are powerful we have to believe and we can change the world we can make our world colorful no so yeah that that's it <laughs> that's wonderful thank you so much for that explanation and i love how you tie in duality so much like you refer to the yin and the yang and then you mentioned that some of them might have sad eyes but that the colors are bright um so you're like always tapping into that duality which i think is really beautiful and really makes that art so unique definitely yeah that's, thank you so much that's beautiful yeah so um i wanted to ask you uh, so I, I pinned up a a picture that i saw on your website and it was one where you were appearing, um, painting in front of like a live audience while a band was performing. And I um, wanted to see if you could maybe share with us a little bit more information about that experience. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You brought that up because that was a crazy, crazy experience, especially because I remember since I was a kid, I was those kids when I went up on the stage and like in the school um, to read something, I was shaking like crazy. And even here in the space, when I joined, <laughs> I was the first days um, because I'm also very introverted. And I was shaking like crazy when I was speaking in spaces. And um, my husband came into the room and he saw me and said, Nilufar, what, what's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> Are you cool? I said, no, no, I'm just, I just spoke in a space. <laughs> so yeah, you can imagine how um, like ang anxious I was. But that, that was an incredible uh, experience and um, drawing in front of many people. It was a concert in, in here. Um, there is a woman that uh, she's a doctor. She works in Kenya and they wanted to um, bring light to, to the school in Kenya. They wanted to have some panels um, for the kids. Um, 
solar panels and they needed money. And um, so there, there was this concert, this, this beautiful people that were playing the music. Um, so um, I just said, I can be, I can be, it was my idea because the singer was my friend. I said, I, I want to participate. I want to, uh, I want to do something here and probably I can paint and you can sell the painting and you can make more money for, for the kids. And she said, wow, let me say this to the organization. And um, we, we set everything up and said, okay, I was stressed, but I said that. So um, we went there and um, the crazy thing was everything was set, the color without us even um, managing it. So everything was perfect, but I was very, very anxious because I was questioning myself, like, what if I make a really ugly artwork? I, you know, this is something I never cared about, but when I wanted to do it there, and it was a big, big canvas, um, like card paper. And I said, what if I make a mess? Like these people say, oh, look, look how uh, confident she is. What is she making? <laughs> but um, that was amazing. And uh, they sold the painting. They had a lottery and uh, they could get, of course, more money. And then I finished the painting at home because I'm, I really cared to. Uh, I didn't have time to finish it in like one hour. Um, so I brought it home, work on it for like, I think a week because I added many details. I just wanted it to be perfect. Um, and that was a great experience because I got many comments from people. They came to me, they told me what they saw uh, in the painting, their feelings. That was amazing. And I can't wait to do it more. Like I, I'm in love with it. It's a great experience. I, I just get getting the emotions. At first it was scary, but then when I started to listen to the music and enjoy with the music, I found myself, I'm even like making moves with the music and just creating and just uh, it was like I didn't see and care anymore about the people that were watching I was just uh, enjoying my time with the music and it was awesome wow that sounds so amazing um and it's so cool that it was you know all this was like to support a, a good cause and I commend you for you know putting yourself out there because you know and it's funny I um I used to like also like really struggle with like public speaking and and you know talking in front of people and all that and it's been basically through like a lot of practice and putting myself like outside the comfort zone that I've been able to get like a lot more comfortable doing it but I know how terrifying it could be, you know, so to just like be up there and I can imagine the pressure of you feeling like, okay, I'm in front of all these people and I got to draw and like paint something here live. So, um, but that's so cool. What an awesome experience. And that you were able to then like sell the piece and actually help contribute to the cause. That's so cool. So with the physical art that you do, um, I was curious, uh, how would somebody go about buying your physical work? That is a, a very good question, Jennifer. Um, I think right now it's like um, I, I'm just managing everything through DMs, but I I have a website. I have to put everything on my website, of course. So I think that would be a better uh, platform to do it rather than DMs. But 
for now. It's like <laughs> getting through DMs because I was thinking of attaching some of them to my NFTs. And then I thought like, mm, maybe it's not the thing for NFTs that much because the kind of collectors we have here, mostly maybe um, they don't have the space for physical art or um, they they are here more for the digital art. So I, for example, I had some physical pieces of mine having scanned and put as NFTs, but um, I don't know if, if it's going too much <laughs> in, in that way. I think my digital, my uh, physical pieces should be physical pieces, you know, uh, probably not, not going to go with NFTs. I don't know how would that go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a question a lot of artists ask themselves. Um, I, for one, am one of the NFT collectors who does appreciate physical work, um, but it's good to know. So basically your DMs are open if anybody was interested in getting your physical work. So that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you have a Tezos collection, which for me is different than the rest because it takes up like the whole canvas and it's abstract scenic is how I guess I would describe it rather than an abstract figure. Can you talk to us about that collection? Um, so my Tezos collection is more my um, pieces that I um, created like two years ago. And they are mostly, I called it colorful expressions um, because um, it's different. It's like me playing with colors and probably even some flor floral shapes. Um, one of the pieces, of course, is <laughs> more characters. But Jennifer, I have like, uh, if you see like, in, for example, if you come here in my little room, see my paintings and everything, sometimes they are crazy. Like I do many different sides because I love exploring um, different materials. I love exploring different methods of creating um so, for example, for this piece that you pinned up, uh, it was actually a um, Freakland drawing. It was a black and white <laughs> um, pen on glossy paper uh, that I created. And um, then I was playing with it to see, okay, I want to scan this piece. So I scanned it. I inverted the, the, the colors. And um, they, then um, I added the the background color in, you know, different colors. I wanted to express that, those feelings like bluish. So mostly I can say um, for me, art is also a way of, it's like, a, it's like I'm playing, I'm exploring. Um, I, I'm, I'm just having a good time mostly. Um, so yeah, I, I create colorful stuff. <laughs> sometimes so I'm not seeking for creating um, characters sometimes it's just but if you see for example this one they are many characters in that and I probably later will show you the black and white and then so you see what was the black and white the characters are more vivid there <laughs> sure I would love that and yeah I can see it I think 
what it is, is I needed a little bit more time to like realize all of the different shapes that are in there. But it is so cool, like now that I'm having a second look and noticing all of those um, floral details like you um, mentioned, and then how the um, the other forms are taking shape, like I see a bird and then I see like like um like a little character off to the upper right hand corner it's just so lovely and and like you said like tapping into play is so important in creating so you you definitely captured that in in this one for sure thank you so much dear thank you cool so i um what i wanted to ask you about next was i know you released you just released right recently a new collection on foundation titled red and i did pin up a tweet um, that you posted up recently about it. Um, I want to see if you could maybe tell us a little bit more about this collection and what it represents. Of course, of course, Giancarlo. Um, so this collection, um, those that were following my art on the tree, they mostly see my art colorful, many colors, because as I said, like what I wanted to express. But in this collection, I was more specifically focusing on women and femininity, especially because of the things that uh, recently happened to in Iran and everything that really, uh, really made us sad. And myself as a Iranian girl, um, it is just so hard to see all of these things happening. But I, I wanted to talk and give that message not to um, not to Iranian people, of course, to, to everyone, to men and women, to, uh, to understand women, for women to, to embrace themselves as they are, um, with their all perfections and imperfections, because we all, not just women, but here, we all have um, dark sides also, and we cannot, um, we cannot blame ourselves. We have to understand it. We have to embrace it. And um, the red color, I chose it because it has many meanings. It's a sim- very symbolic color, and it's a very strong and powerful color. It takes a lot of attention. And uh, to me, it was important to, to get this attention because it, it's important. Red is a color of confidence. Um, red is the color full of emotions and passion and energy, which I believe that um, women has a lot of that. And, you know, as a woman that I grew up in Iran, in Iran, women are the core of the family, probably in many parts of the world, but in my culture, women are the core. They are the mothers, um, the daughters, they are just, um, they are so strong, um, but uh, maybe not that confident. Uh, very sadly, not that confident because they were always uh, waiting for confirmation uh, for someone to approve what they want to do. Um, so Red is telling that it's confidence. You you are powerful. You are strong. But uh, don't be afraid of your vulnerabilities. Just share your, <laughs> you know, share them. 
Uh, don't be afraid of them. Um, so I want to also ask the men to understand the women around them, the sisters, mothers, uh, <laughs> um, daughters, everyone that are around, co-workers. Sometimes women go through, like we, our emotions are probably more, um, I don't know if I'm right, if it's something general. <laughs> as far as I know, we go through a lot of uh, ups and downs in emotions also. And sometimes we need more patience also. And we need to others to understand that we are strong and we have to know that we are strong, but we also need um to be understood, especially in a society like um, Iran, I think um, it, it, it is sometimes neglected, uh, even in the families. They, they, they tend to tell us that um, you're not that strong, you know, you always need someone. And I remember, like, I used to say to my parents, I want to go on this vacation, or um, there was a time that I wanted to become in independent to move to to go to take an apartment because I couldn't live with my parents rooms like uh, there there was so much for me and they told me uh, you can go anywhere when you get married and you know how um, hard it is to um, like it's like um, am I not a person that I can make my own decisions or um, like, should there be, are you, am I like, a, like, a, I don't know, someone that needs to adopt me as a husband, like to, to take care of me? I don't know what is the word. So it is happening a lot. Um, so I want to share that, that we are strong. We, um, we first have to realize that we are strong, but of course, we have vulnerabilities, and it's fine. Everyone has. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, I, I love that. I mean, I love what that collection stands for. Um, I'm also a big fan of the color red, but I love the the symbolism that you put behind it, right? That it's it's meant to convey, you know, passion, confidence, energy. And, and I love the message about, you know, embracing you know, yourself as you are, right? With all your imperfections and, and flaws and whatever. And I actually recently, just even yesterday, I actually had posted a, a good morning tweet um, specifically talking about vulnerabilities. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, Dr. Brene Brown. She talks a lot about, you know, vulnerability and, and you know, showing up as, as, your, as your authentic self, right? And so the quote was like, vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change, you know? And I think it's, it is so important for us to, to be vulnerable, right. And to show up, um, you know, as our authentic selves and, and truly share what's, you know, what's in our heart. And I, and what I find too is, um, you know, I think a lot of times in our society, right. As well, like there's just a lot of negative things or messages we get both women get on your side as well as men, right. Like this, this notion sometimes of like, you can't show weakness or you, you know, you always have to be strong or you can't ask for help or, you know, you have to appear to know everything. And, um, and it is important, right. To, to sometimes be able to, um, to, to, uh, you know, to, to, to show those things as well. Right. And, and, and that you maybe are not going to be okay all the time. And sometimes we do need help and we need support and things like that. So, um, so I love, I love a lot of the messages and things that you conveyed in, in, um, in, in this collection and really, you know, trying to stand up for empowering women and people accepting themselves. So that's, that's so cool. Love it all. 
Thank you so much, Giancarlo. Thank you. And still in these ones, uh, sorry, Jennifer, you're speaking. Oh, no, I just wanted to comment on how beautiful it is that you drew the scar with the flower, um, like the stitches, and then out of the stitches come the flowers. Like, I'm just staring at that, just in amazement at how beautiful that is. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love that you see and um, you connect with it. it. It really makes me happy because sometimes when I draw or create something, I think like... Um, Maybe it's just me that I see it, you know. And when I see that you connected with me, it's like the most happiest thing. And in these also, there are in some pieces like some, there are different, uh, different details, uh, different things and symbols in each piece. And um, even in the background, some of them have uh, messages, <laughs> like some talks, um, some poems, uh, Persian poems. There are some 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 really deep messages that I I put it in each of the the pieces um, because I I just created them with a lot of passion. It, I don't know. I have such a feeling for this collection. It's um, of course in my style. No one has saw like this color palette much from me or this way of expression because mostly. Um, it's more cubism, but I also do like more realistic, but at the same time with my own style, with my own strokes, with, with all those um, hidden um, hidden stories somehow uh, in the details of the clothing. I, and there is something I always do. I always design, um, I can say, that the jewelry <laughs> on my characters. I think what I'm really passionate about and I will probably do is like to to go through jewelry designing because I love, love it so much. Um, so in each of them, they have kind of jewelry I just um, created for them. But there is also symbols like fish, uh, different different symbols that you can find. Yeah. <laughs> I notice also a lot of the trademark like eyes. You have a lot of like additional eyes sometimes placed on the backs or a third one on the face. You know, so you did mention that that was a, a big part of your artwork and I see it in, in a lot of the, the pieces of this one. Yes, I can say eyes are the most important sim symbol and element in all of my work. You can find <laughs> eyes for sure, because as I said, I connect with people through their eyes. It's like the eyes never lie, you know, to me. It's like when I see people, sometimes I don't know if you have that feeling. Sometimes you just don't feel good mm -hmm. or you see someone and um, you just fall in love with them. Not in that mm -hmm. sense, but I mean, like, you know that it's a good person. Yeah, you can like, you could just feel the vibe. I think, you know, there's just something... That it's like you can't, I don't know, it's hard to describe it, but it's like you just feel that like the energy is just kind of, you know, it meshes, you know, and you're like, there's just something about this person that you connect with on this like deeper level. That's hard to like describe. Totally. That's so cool. Um, and so one other thing I, I wanted to ask you about as well, because I know um, you also actually host um, Twitter spaces yourself too. And I, and I saw that um, you're already, I think on the 13th episode of a space called um, Let's Talk Art and Love. I unfortunately like, it's hard for me to sometimes join ones that are, because <laughs> I'm also like doing a you know, full-time job during the day, but 
Um, I thought it was really cool that you're you're hosting these other spaces. And I was curious, um, like, what inspired you to start hosting those Twitter spaces? And what do you usually hope people that attend them get out of it? So, yeah, we are. <laughs> I was doing the spaces, I think, from a few months ago. Uh, with two of my other friends, we started to do spaces to get more connected. It was called Backstage of NFTs because we realized that we want to get people and artists more like who they are, who are, who are they in their real life if they wanted to share. Uh, so we started in that way because when I mostly go to the spaces, it's like there are few number of people that they are always on the stage and they are talking to each other. And sometimes they, they ignore the other people, some of them. And there is not much time for the artists or people to really connect and talk with each other. Um, so I wanted to know people. And to me, it's like you go to a space and I say, you take one minute and <laughs> two minutes or they are so much in rush and they want to just you. They are just waiting for you to finish your speak and you just get a stress. So, so I wanted to have a safe place where um, artists and, and like com- the community and family can come and they can be more relaxed, like a chill place. So um, we started the, the, this uh, space after few months with my friends. We started with Sericon. He's, he's a really big supporter of me also. He's a really good friend. He's my collector and he's also a really, really, really good person. Um, so uh, we thought that we do these spaces also to make a place for other artists to come share their work because um, um, it's it's it was the way that I could help them to come up, feel more free, especially Iranian artists, because some of them uh, don't speak very well English. So in our space, there comes a lot of Iranians mostly, and some of them sometimes they speak Farsi, and we we help them um, to to share. And of course, we have music. Ella is my great co-host. She has a very beautiful voice and she's a great artist and she sings for us. So it's a place that we can connect more with each other. And this is what I love about this space because to me, I don't like to be an avatar um, at all. Um, uh, it's For me, it's really important to get something in real from this space, like to make more connections, make more friends, some people that probably you can meet in real life if you, uh, you know, if you have your, um, to me, it's like happened. I saw some of my friends in Iran, but like, um, I think it's, it's the beautiful part. Otherwise for me, um, (laughs) I I don't like um, to be just like, you know, going to that technology part 100% and be like robots uh, behind these avatars and just interacting uh, nonsense sometimes. So yeah, that was the the idea. And it's it's really awesome. I really love it. However, sometimes it's for six hours and I get like, wow, (laughs) that's a long time. Oh my gosh. Yes, because they get more so comfortable sometimes, and sometimes they speak for half an hour, like a person talks for half an hour, and I think I'm a bit nice, and I cannot say them, please, please don't talk anymore. (laughs) So it takes like. 
That's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't imagine. You're so kind. Um, and I was just thinking like how um, how expressive Iranian people are, like in spite of, um, you know, like the politics and, and um, all of the, I guess, the, the political parts of that um, as people, right? Like you guys are famous for being poets and singers and, you know, so I could just imagine what a space of a bunch of creatives um, being hosted by you must must be like. That's so cool. I would be happy to have you there. No, of course we have people from uh, all around the world, but there are many, many Iranians. And you know what happened through, um, like when the internet was so bad in Iran, something I realized that was the, the spaces were empty because there was there was no Iranians. And I realized we had many, many Iranians in this space, guys. Have you realized that? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, people have to start learning Farsi because you <laughs> becoming a lot. You're going to have to give me some classes. <laughs> well, yeah, we actually uh, had, um, uh, Mary, I had Marianne Hassan, also an Iranian artist on the space. Uh, I think it was back in like January. And I was worried because, you know, she had mentioned that like they were, they kept cutting off her like internet connection. And, you know, and we did get like a little bit disconnected for a bit there. But yeah, she was also such an incredible artist and person and um but yeah you know just like you know it's it's so cool to hear that you guys have a you know space with so many um iranian artists that's so awesome um i did have a question for you about the spatial gallery again i'm sorry to like circle back on it but it's just i am captivated by um all of that energy that you put into carefully curating all of your art in the spatial gallery and i'm curious why did you choose to create the spatial gallery to begin with? And do you feel like it has been helpful to you as an artist? Um, okay, so I started it for for um, an exhibition by Sobit, I think, but I don't remember the name. I think you guys know, but I don't remember the name. It was a few months ago, and he had this... Um, big gallery that he put all these uh, spaces that you could get into different artists. So that was the time that I set up everything with my gallery and I, I made it up. Um, and I invited some friends, of course. But um, in this space, um, till now, I, I cannot say that I've been focusing a lot on my special gallery. I think still, um, at least in the community that I was interacting with till then there hasn't been so much activity on the special galleries yet um but i think it's just cool to have that space that you can put all your art uh, on the wall the way you want to uh put them like i could um put them based on their like even color sometimes you know so that that was really really awesome that i could do that and i hope that. Like we get more active on that. And like instead of the spaces, we could go, go more uh, there and we could talk while we are uh, looking at a piece of art and then we chat. I think that that would be like much more cooler if we could have the same quality <laughs> of the speaking as we have here. Yeah, you know, that's a... Oh, go ahead, Jenny. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was just saying that I agree and, and I pinned it up to the top in case anybody wanted to visit. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. And I think I saw, was it um, Richie or somebody that just mentioned it in the comments too? Like, I think it might be a cool idea to even do like a, yeah, like a space or if you could, right? Like the, 
like in spatial while walking around and like being like here let's look at this art over here on this side or something but um yeah i think that would be such a such a cool uh idea of something to to be able to do like actually just bring it into the metaverse that's so awesome all right and uh another question i had for you too was um you know just we talked a lot about your 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 background your story um you know iranian background um, I was curious, maybe you wanted to share with us some other things you're passionate about outside of art. <laughs> that is a really good question, Giancarlo, because um, you might think I'm weird, but um, art <laughs> is like my number, number one that I'm passionate. Like I can say, yes, art and dancing, for sure. The, these are the two things that I'm really loving, love it. And um, what the thing is like, I cannot get like get rid of my <laughs> art supplies or anything. I always have a sketchbook with me everywhere I go. Even like um, there is a, here a community bar. Like there is a place in my city. It's like a small city that I'm living in right now. And there is this like a, it's held by artists. It's like a bar and community place where they have workshops, blah blah. And I go there a few times a week. Um, like in the evening and I get my supplies and I draw there. People are chatting, they are drinking wine, they are having <laughs> fun and I'm there like drawing. So sometimes I feel like oh, I'm, I'm some kind of beard probably. But art is the first one. But of course, I love I love nature so 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 much. I love planting, and it's my one of my biggest passions. When I was in Iran, I used to make these um, terrariums. I don't know if it's the right word, but you put small plants. Um, you find a specific plant, and you put them in like a jar. Not not a jar. I don't know. Yes, in terrariums or disclosed. Um, glass um, environments you make it humid and that was so amazing because since I was a little kid I was in love with the little things like I used to go into the nature with my family and find the smallest the smallest um, flowers <laughs> and I would pick them up they are super small like the smallest flowers and make a like a bouquet of flower with them and I would give it to my family members and ask them to to keep it <laughs> I was such a torture I remember to them but um so um I I'm just in love and did little things and details that's why I also do a lot of details in my work so I I did these terrariums there and I love to see how they like um evolved and transformed and um like a bit moss and everything that was so awesome. I see my friend also, Lapis here, <laughs> came to the stage. Yeah, hi. Hi, Giancarlo. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, my hi. dear. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for bringing me up. I'm happy to be here, Nilo. And I'm sorry that I missed the uh, actually first part of the show. And But I came as soon as possible. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Lapis. Uh, you know, Lapis, she's an Ira Iranian artist, but she also lives in Italy. <laughs> so, but we are far. She's in Rome. Oh, so I'm, I'm actually going to be going to um, to Italy in May. I got a family trip. Um, so I'll be over there, but not, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not sure, sure how close we'll be. So we're going to be going um, like by 
Pisa, then down to La Spezia, and then um, visiting like around uh, Cinque Terre. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> so wow, beautiful places. <laughs> if you yeah. find Milan, please tell me. Probably I will. Yes, I'll definitely let you know if we do. Would love to see and you know see you and hang out in real life for sure. But yeah, yeah this is like our, awesome. our it's like our first like international trip. Well, first one with all of our kids, period. And probably first big trip as a family, you know, also since since like COVID or almost, you know, so really looking forward to it. And Lapis, I see you have your hand up. Yeah, please, if you uh, want to come around Rome, I will be happy to see you here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I would appreciate that. That'd be awesome. And so how are you doing today, Lapis? <laughs> Actually, I just arrived home from work, but I couldn't miss uh, Nilu's uh, special space. And I have a question from Nilu, if you uh, don't mind, I, I want to ask her. Go for it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm talking with Nilu most of the time. Uh, actually, she's one of the gems that I found uh, her here. And I think... Um, Actually, we don't know each other for a long time, but I have very strong connection with her. Uh, I know that we are challenging with too much Nilu. Most of the time that we are talking, we are talking about our mental problems and uh, depression or how we can find our way in the life. I, my question is that uh, when you feel you are more creative, when you are um, challenging with depression or when you feel that you are happy and you are living like a normal person? What a question. <laughs> um, you know what? I think um, the, the best pieces like I created that I'm like the ones that I'm sad is more satisfied with is when I was feeling good uh, uh, because I think it's because of the frequency it's because of the energy um, that probably I'm I'm more in that level of energy that I'm while creating so the result is of course something that I love more but there has been time that I started when I was sad and then throughout the drawing um, because when I create, it's like I get disconnected from, from everything. It's like my mind becomes free and it's just my um, subconscious mostly. And um, when I'm there, I, I don't care. I, it's like, and it's like um, there are no limitations. There, to me, it's like when I'm creating art, it's like I'm in that moment, in, in those moments, it's like pure, pure, um, um, pure, um, it's like I'm free. I'm so free to be, to be um, more um, true. It's like I'm s more free. I'm, I can express myself. There is nothing I'm afraid of. There is um, no worries. It's just I'm creating. I'm, I'm in that moment uh, and nothing else matters. Um, of course, sometimes that I'm very sad I don't create. Uh, I, I just mm, probably don't even... Um, I, I get lost in my thoughts. I need to sit with myself and uh, realize and have some... I do a lot of self-talks. Um, I'm an overthinker. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I gotta say, um, when I'm happier, it's better. 
but of course it's like I'm so moody <laughs> so I can't be sad at start on the <laughs> I have a piece it's called mood swings and it's exactly like it's like a reflection of myself like how my mood swing so fast and it's really crazy it's really crazy and challenging but of course i don't know it's also creative it makes me more creative probably thank you nilu actually i wanted to hear that i wanted to be sure about that uh, um, i myself prefer to be healthy and uh, work and create art to be depressed um and it's i think this is the best way to create an art yes like there are many many artists in the history you know that they were going um through a lot they were so depressed and they created so profound and deep um pieces of art um but i think it's like it's just a matter of um the artists like how some artists they can create really good art when they have they are in their worst <laughs> mental moments um and some uh, just create art when they are feeling happy so and i think mm, it, it just depends on the person and there is no um right or wrong for that it can be both yeah and I, I, you know what? i think it can be true even for the same person right cuz i've um and I'll just speak for myself right here as well, right? I, I think um, I've been able to create stuff in, during both times, like, you know, periods where I've gone through like really, a really tough, dark time, right? And and kind of tapping into a lot of emotions and, and using it as like, a, you know, creative outlet for, for some of those things, right? To, to kind of go through that process. But then at the same time, I also like you, I like sometimes to create when I'm feeling happy, right? And, and hoping that like, sometimes the that happiness and that joy and that love can pour itself into the art, right? So, so I think even the same person probably can, you know, can tap into the, the yin and the yang, right? Both emotions and use that, um, that energy, that emotion, that passion, you know, to, to create, right? So I'm sorry, Jenny, you have your hand up. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I just wanted to add that um, I think actually that there is no, um, I, I don't know how to express this, but I think it is extremely normal actually to feel both things, to be both things. And I think that we don't have to um, think of being normal as being exclusively happy. I think that the human experience is supposed to be both and that we go through life feeling both emotions, all emotions, not just those two, happiness and sadness, all emotions. And those emotions come and go through us. Um, they don't define who we are and they shouldn't then therefore define who we are as artists. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, joy is an internal thing and you can still be joyful even if you are experiencing sadness. Um, and what I love so much about Nilofar is that she is able to, to do just that. She's able to, um, like she said, disconnect and allow whatever um, to come through. And that because of that, we get to see and experience her beautiful art in, in all of its manifestations. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you put that, Jenny. That was so beautifully said and so true. I love that also so much because <laughs> you understood me so well, because to me, it's like, I have 
different, different emotions at every second. I cannot say like I'm a depressed person or I'm a happy person. I always probably have, and I think most of us, we have some sadnesses that probably are always there because there are many things, many things in world and in life that happening in our families, anything that in for each of us is different. But at the same time, I'm a very hopeful person. I always have that hope. I, I never give up. <laughs> you know, I, I always have that deep hope. Even if I'm sad, I have that hope within me always. Oh, I love that. And I, I do see we have a couple other speakers on the stage. Uh, hey, Richie, thanks for joining. And I see Pojo as well. Uh, Richie, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I wasn't coming up to speak. I just wanted to ask a question. Um, Go very, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And um, very nice to meet you, Nila Far. Love the art. I love your spatial. I came by, I showed up, threw some thumbs. Um, I did want to ask because I saw that you do like real life um kind of like activities and, and showing your art. And I'm kind of curious, like what goes through your mind like when you're going through those like um events where you have to be there in person and show your art and talk in front of I don't know if it's multiple people or just a few, but kind of curious though like what your your mindset is and what do you tell yourself like I think uh, something that's valuable hi Richie uh, so nice to see you and meet you um, and yeah I saw your picture in the, my special gallery I appreciate you and um, so for real uh, real life because um, as I said in the beginning of the space um, I, I came to a new country like for around two years. So I, I had to learn the language first. <laughs> uh, it's like a new, completely different language, which I'm still struggling, but uh, I can do my things now. So imagine I had to talk in Italian about my art. I had um, like uh, three exhibitions here. Two of them were solo exhibitions and uh, it was so... <laughs> It was so, like, um, I was excited and anxious at the same time. I was excited because I love so much to share my message and my art to as many people as I possibly can. And the thing is, um, so I get that anxiety also. Uh, but it's always, like, the first step I think it's more difficult. It's like the things that we create in our mind before we do something, we just uh, make a big image, like a very terrifying image sometimes of the things that we didn't try or we didn't do and we, we just scare so much. So to me, it's like that. But when I go through it, when I start, it, it gets so smooth. I talk with people. I, I love their reaction and what what they are commenting and I was in these two exhibitions and that was so funny because most of the people here Lapis knows that that they don't speak English and they don't understand English especially in my city um, they are so preserved and they are not like all Italians they are a bit <laughs> hard to communicate with they are a bit um, kind of um, they have a kind of guard so it's hard to get too close to them um, but I, I just um, I just go for it it's like the, the same thing here I think um, 
being here in the space in Web3 and trying to talk with people in the spaces, sometimes it can have the same feeling. I used to shake a lot here. Even in real life, I shake. And um, sometimes I think like, oh, don't they see that? Like I'm shaking. It's very bad if they see that. But when I start, it, it goes away after like two, three minutes. I feel comfortable. I find myself. Um, you, there's just those few few minutes <laughs> that you have to start and just go with it. And I think even the people around you will help you um, be more comfortable. And to me, it's what, like I was insisting on talking myself in this um, uh, in this galleries I had with the curator uh, they wanted to speak and I said no 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 let me speak I want to speak and that was funny because my Italian is terrible <laughs> it's, absolutely I think it's terrible but they keep telling me it's fine it's really good I don't believe them it's really terrible but um, I'm just that kind of person I, I go for it even though I'm super scared inside I just go for it I think that makes you a great person and it shows you're more human and, and that's that's the way to go. Thank you for your answer. Thank you, Richie, for your question. Yeah, thanks, Richie. Thanks for coming up. Appreciate that. And I see we have also Pollo. How are you doing today? Hey, friends. How are you guys doing? Uh, thank you for hey, having me. <laughs> hey, My Yulufa. Friend. How are you doing? Happy to see you here. Uh, happy to be here. I actually set the reminder. I was like, oh, there's a spotlight. I can learn more about Nilufar. Count me in. I really love that. I really love how uh, these kind of spaces, like getting to know people on Web3, super underrated. So thank you guys uh, for uh, doing this. And thank you, Nilufar, for putting putting in the time. I, I had a great time listening to your stories and uh, your uh, boldness and the way that you come through and uh, express everything, just put it all on the table, really inspires me. Like the first time that I saw your paintings, uh, your work, there were a lot of eyes in it. And whenever I start painting, I um, end up with a lot of eyes as well. And I always stop myself. I'm like, no, why are you painting so much eyes? This is stupid. Don't you know how to paint anything else? And then I saw your work and there were so many eyes and there were so many perfect. I was like, oh, no, I can't be myself. <laughs> so thank you so much for inspiring me you know ever since i've been so much more comfortable uh, expressing myself on you know on um, when i'm painting and uh, that that shout out to you goes out to you and and you know thank you for being such a great part of the space and our experience here i'm so glad you know i get to uh, i got to be your friend so uh, back to you thank you Oh my God! Thank you so much for you. That that means so so much to me, and I'm happy that you're creating your work with eyes. Oh, I I, I heard some comments in some of the spaces a few months ago. Like a guy told me, like it is creepy. You have many eyes, and after I just <laughs> talked about the. Uh, like the idea behind it and everything, the meaning, it's like, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes it's freaky or creepy. But, uh, just do what you love, you know, who cares? Um, if, you, if you look into the art history um, it, or the history of anything, um, 
There are people that created big changes or um, changed the style of the whole art history because they were different and I don't know, <laughs> creepy. Imagine like Picasso. Um, how, how could you like imagine um, when in their time, what was the impression he, he could, could get at first, you know? Um, seeing in this way, showing, um, like deconstructing a lot the, <laughs> the um, human. Like they used to say, you don't know how to draw, you know, <laughs> but he was a professional artist. So just do what you love. I believe that that's the only thing that matters. There's a, there's a story there, like with Picasso. There's a song uh, that I've heard it before that Picasso was never called an asshole. Now, <laughs> I think that's very relevant. You know, when you be just be yourself, you'll never be called an asshole. Hopefully. He's my idol, you know. I think we should all be Picasso. Uh, I don't mean by his style, but he was so confident and he was such a like successful artist. Um, and we all have to learn from him. Like <laughs> he didn't care. He, if you look at some of his work that you see, um, probably they would say, okay, a five-year kid can draw that. Like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? But no, he was he was doing something. He was uh, expressing himself, and he he didn't care and he was straightforward <laughs> i i really um wish that we all can be there because to artists it's very difficult sometimes you know uh, most of us we are introverts and we lack enough confidence um and i think we should <laughs> learn from it <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. oh lapis i see you have your hand up go ahead yeah actually i wanted to add uh his confidence came from his huge history of art that he had in his life because he could do uh, the um, painting in a classic way and in every way that he wanted. And then he decided to make a new things in uh, art history and he did that. And uh, I really appreciate that when someone, um, we um, most of the time, we are afraid of changing our style or doing something new because we used to get uh, the compliments of the people because uh, we know um, something very, something, um, we know to do something very easily. We are perfect in that and this is difficult to change it. And he did that. You know, I uh, we said, uh, like you named Picasso and uh, it suddenly I remembered this, uh, other artist, Hilma of Clint, I saw uh, her documentary some times ago and she was one of the pioneers of modern art. And, uh, you know, uh, I saw that her work inspired uh, sort of uh, like was a predecessor to Picasso's uh, movement and look to art. And, uh, you know, I guess sometimes even if you express yourself, there are things that... Um, proceed to, no, there are things that sort of uh, stop you. And I think uh, like real note on uh, with the use of blockchain, we can finally um, 
go over this hump and um, have a place where we can uh, honestly discover and appreciate each other. And I love how many Iranian women uh, I've came to know in this space and how powerful and inspiring they are. And so a shout out to that. And so thank you. Yeah, back to you. Thanks, Poyo, for coming up. And yeah, that you brought up so many good points. And I think that's a, a beautiful thing now, right? Is as I love one thing I really love about this Web3 space, right? Is that now, you know, artists have this freedom to be able to like create whatever they want to create, right? Whatever style, whatever they want to do, and just put it out there in the world, right? And and be able to sell it to anyone, right? And and you know, not having to maybe go through like some you know, curator, museum, what, you know, whatever it is, right? So like, you know, where maybe you might have had to um, conform to something or, or, or do something that we were asked to do, right? Or, or, or just make commission pieces. But like people actually now have more power to, to, to create stuff. And, and I think it is beautiful and, and brave that people, um, you know, just create whatever's in their heart. I love how you said it, um, uh, Neil Afar, like, you know, just just create what you love, right? Like make, make the stuff that, that you want to create and, and uh, and put it out there, right? Uh, you never know who who's, who's you know who's going to appreciate it and love it. But I think at the end of the day, it's like if you if you love it and and you connect with it, you know, put it out in the world and and, and make what you want to make, right? So uh, I really love everything you guys uh, brought up here and um, and mentioned. And thank you so much for for coming up and and sharing and and um, coming and asking questions. Really appreciate you guys being up here as well. Hey, Luco, cómo estás? Hey, hola, hola. Oh man, I'm so happy to be here. Um, oh, I'm I'm really really shocking about what all you guys are talking about. Um, the the art and the inspiration and the love and all the story of Nilofer. It's so amazing to hear about you. I'm so so happy, so so happy. And also, I wanted to ask you a question. I was seeing uh, Jennifer. Sorry, I, 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 I don't say hello to all. Hola, ¿cómo están? Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien, Hola. Bien, bien, todo bien. Muchas gracias por, por traerme aquí y subirme para poder hablar un, un rato con ustedes antes de que cierren. <laughs> gracias. Siempre, bienvenido. Ok, um, well, um, I just wanted to say that um, wanted to ask about this piece that is an object, the blue one. I feel so connected with it and and about this i wanted to ask you when you're gonna create or you're starting up uh, a new artwork a new piece a new masterpiece um how do you select like your palette of colors or it's like um the flow got it or you select previously um how is like the color uh, first touch that you have i wanted to ask you that and well say thank you again for being here and it's a pleasure for me. Thank you. Hola, Luco. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and thank you so much for your question. Um, actually, to me, when I start, my art is intuitive. So the colors, they start intuitively. And it's like, as I see the, the, the characters and everything, sometimes I see the color also like, it's like in my imagination, I see that this character or this part should be red or blue. And the other colors that come after, mostly, I make them in a way to create the balance. So uh, it's like they are more complementary colors. 
uh, I I <laughs> I play with them a lot. Like so, uh, I try to in different parts of each piece. If you zoom in, you find um, a balanced picture. Um, but it's mostly intuitive. It's like I feel right about it. It's like now it's good and now it, I, I like to look at it and it's fine. Um, otherwise, sometimes I don't feel good about some parts of a piece and I play with the colors and then, you know, I, then, then I'm like satisfied. I can say, okay. But to be honest, I never use a certain color palette like if i search from google or find the color palette and then apply them it's like i just go for the bright colors as much as i can can mostly and then um, if it works it, it works and mostly it does <laughs> and yeah and sometimes if a, a piece takes me somewhere okay like a piece is like um I see a story in it and then I say, okay, here I want to have purple um, because I want to show wisdom, for example, or here I use yellow because I want to convey more hope. And um, so it, I think it's a like back and forth process also. So it's a combination of both, I can say. So. <laughs> bravo, 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 bravissimo. Beautiful, amazing. Thank you for the response. Um, yes, it, it feels like it goes with the flow, if I can say that. It goes with the flow, with the moment. And well, it's, it's so amazing to, to hear you. I was a little bit late today because I was doing some stuff, but um, it's a pleasure again. Gracias, Giancarlo. Gracias, Jenny. Un abrazo. Hey, gracias, Luke. Un placer tenerte aquí, man. I, I love your energy. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming up here and, uh, and asking that great question, man. It was, it was really cool to, to learn about that as well. So appreciate you, man. All right. So I do got to go ahead and wind the space down. Um, but yeah, man, it's been such a pleasure uh, having you on, learning about your story, um, learning a little bit more about your art. Man, it's, it, it is lovely. I'm a big fan. And um Thank you so much to everyone that was here today on The Space, those listening, those that also came up to, to speak and, and participate and contribute. I hope all of you have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. Thank you all so much for being here.